0: the u.s team is out of the olympics and this is volleyball explained olympic special uh day uh which day nine nine day nine of the olympics uh here with the usual suspect uh, nicoa uh once again here to comment what uh happened in the last uh men's day uh in the volleyball tournament and what is going uh, to happen in the quarterfinals Uh, But before starting starting talking about volleyball, I would like, of course, to congratulate Nicole for uh, this really emotional and very uh, curious, in some way, day in the Olympics in other sports because Italy won uh, two titles in the uh, athletics um, uh, uh, championship the athletics disciplines today, uh, both in high jump men, uh, uh, Gianmarco Tamberi, and probably the biggest surprise of them all, the 100-meter sprint, Ramon Jacobs, which name is American, but uh, with his mother, uh, uh, Italian, he uh, is competing for Italy and won for a very first time uh, the 100-meter sprint title for Europe since 1992, when Linford Christie uh, won the 200-meter uh, sprint uh, for the uh, team of uh, Great Britain. OK, uh, let's start talking about volleyball. And we have our quarterfinals. The quarterfinals in the Olympics will be Poland-France, Italy-Argentina, Japan-Brazil, uh, and of course, uh, Russia-Canada. But how did we, uh, how did we actually uh, uh, get there with today's matches? Uh, Russia, uh, against, uh, uh, Russia against Tunisia 3-0. Italy-Venezuela 3-0, Poland-Canada 3-0, probably the most interesting match in terms of uh, uh, opponents and uh, development, Brazil-France 3-2. Japan-Iran, actually the first direct battle for qualification in the quarterfinals, the host of Japan, unbelievable. Sometimes we uh, we have uh, some jokes with Nishida, but uh, he was really good, excellent today with 29 points and Japan won against Iran 3-2. And in the last match, again, the direct elimination, it was just, it was like a 1-8 uh, final, actually, those two matches. Italy against Argentina, the biggest surprise of the uh, volleyball tournament uh, so far, 3-0 Argentina beat with, uh, without any mercy. The U.S. team and the U.S. team is out. Uh, Nico, as a double Olympic champion, today I'm leaving you uh, the choice to uh, the choice to choose the option to choose from which match from uh, uh, for the match we are going to start today.
1: Well, I think we could pick the best first, which is, <laughs> in my opinion, and probably you could all agree, probably the most entertaining game of the entire Olympics, the one between. Uh, Brazil and France, which has the the second set alone lasted 51 minutes and ended 39-37, which is the second highest scoring in the history of the Olympics after the 40-30 between Italy and Argentina in Sydney uh, 2000. Um, it was... Hopefully, because when you're not involved in this kind of match, and I mean uh, when you're not supporting either of the, of the teams, it was uh, a pleasure to, to, to watch the game, especially because it was a game where, in my opinion, both teams played at a high level of, uh, of volleyball. The attacking trio Brazil, uh, which we criticized in the past game, uh, Leal, uh, Wallace and, and Lucarelli uh, all above uh, 50% and especially Leal with two uh, tremendous skill at the end of the tiebreak securing the win for, for for Brazil and on the other end I would say finally Ngapet being uh, being Ngapet uh, he basically won alone the fourth set for for, for France he ended up with uh, to twenty-nine point, and also Grubbanikov, in my opinion, had a hell of a game uh, because it wasn't easy to to pick whatever come there <laughs> yeah. came from from Brazil's half courts, and 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 this time uh, Tonuti decided to to be a factor and started all the five sets and had couple of good decisions especially in, in in those tight uh, tight sets at the end one of the two teams had to win uh, it was brazil but with both teams already qualified it was just to decide the the ranking within the the group
0: yeah actually when france won their second set in this match it was totally sure that they will be uh they will be ahead in the tournament if they hadn't won uh a set, I believe. I'm not sure if they won only one set. Uh, if Argentina won, uh, 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 had had won uh, later three-two, uh, France uh, could have been eliminated, but it didn't happen, of course. Uh, after the day seven, I wrote as a title of the podcast: "I fear all we've done is to awaken a sleeping giant," and so that was after the match between Russia and France. And now I could easily say that uh, I'm not sure if the sleeping giant is France or just serving Gapet, but I would say that it it should be very hard for Poland in the in the quarterfinal. But let's talk about predictions and expectations for the quarterfinals a little bit uh, a little bit later. Let's talk about the US team now. The US team uh, lost against Argentina 3-0. Uh, I believe they won 21, 22, and 23 in the different sets. Uh, amazing, amazing, Luciano De Cecco, fast, precise hands. Uh, they were very good in uh, in touching touching the, the attacks, touching the, uh, the block touches, and defending the balls. Uh, but on the other side, reversely, the US team made an awful amount of errors, and so I really don't understand. Why that happened? I mean, I mean, okay, uh, Thor Defalco played a great season in Vibo. Okay, probably he is not. Okay, not probably. Surely he is not Aaron Russell. Uh Surely they lack a, a quality in their uh, second middle blocker. David Smith is not the David Smith of before. But still, I don't. Re- I don't remember the U.S. team making that many errors. I don't understand this. I, I really don't. But their efficiency in attack is, uh, and his attack is very low. And so probably I would again uh, defend my opinion that they need a better opposite and uh, Anderson playing as an outside hitter. Yeah, yeah,
1: that, that was the point for today's game. I mean, none of the of the trio—Anderson, Sander, Defalco—was was consistent uh, throughout the games but other than that great credit to, to, to Argentina of course because um, every time that the game seemed to be uh, a close one within the sets Argentina showed more de- more determination on the points that would have decided um, especially in the third set uh, when the US seemed to have the momentum to to take the game into the fourth one uh, still Argentina find a way to to turn it around, especially with its serve, and that's Conte who scored three was the was the man. Uh, back to the US, uh, honestly, before and I told you and Ronnie in our in our chat before the 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 Olympics started, I thought that they would have gone through the quarterfinal, but that was it. I didn't see them uh, getting to the uh, to to the semifinal. I didn't expect them because, in my opinion, that was probably one of the weakest roster for the U.S. in the past, at least three or four Olympic Games. The opposite, it's not that they have a lot to choose from because Patch, in my opinion, didn't have a great season in Berlin. Uh, Hensing still too young to to start it in such a decisive decisive game. So it... uh, it's, it's funny because what lacks the US, which is the opposite, it's exactly what Argentina found in the past months because uh, in the last, um, let's say, three, four years, uh, Argentina didn't have a um, reliable opposite. But Lima, in the past two months, has shown what he could do with, uh, with the Checo. Yes, the Checo makes... Basically everything easier to eat, but uh, Lima is finally being uh, a weapon, a threat for, for Argentina. And that was even someone like Velasco was underlined in the Italians uh, TV because he's been the commentator for, for Italy. And so uh, other than the great uh, character, the great uh, determination that Argentina has shown, they actually are a very good team. And it it took a couple of games for them to to get started, even if they won some set against Russia and brought uh, Brazil to to the tiebreak. But today they deservedly deservedly, uh, won against the the US.
0: Yeah, I believe I I also mentioned that that, uh, in one of the previous podcasts that actually uh, Argentina found their nature opposite, they were lacking. They played with uh, uh, players like, uh, for example, Federico Pereira, who is a substitute. uh, Now, uh, I believe that Conte also played as an opposite in in several uh, matches before. And they were just playing without different outside hitters in the opposite position. And now with Lima, uh, this is something completely different. It's just a different thing, really. Okay, uh, Japan, Iran. Uh, Japan started with a set, then Iran uh, turned it over. But at the end, is Japan who uh, uh, the, the team which uh, is going to play in the quarterfinals? Uh, still, I would like to say that in this, uh, this uh, kind of matches, it's very hard to analyze because it's a very close match with a, a very close uh, numbers in the different components, but. Uh, just I would like to emphasize the points of the of the best uh, scores of Japan with Nishida with nine uh, not ninety of course that would be ridiculous, uh, twenty nine points uh, <laughs> twenty points for the captain uh, Yuki Shikawa uh, and nineteen for Takahashi the new kit on the block for the team of uh, Japan on the other side uh, Salehi uh, the outside hitter of Iran scored twenty six and uh, 14 points for Milad Ebadipur. Uh, I would like here to mention and to congratulate um, our, our experts, Georgi Petrov, the coach of the uh, youth team of Lokomotiv Novosibirsk, who predicted this uh, failure uh, of Iran in the group stage in the podcast we made uh, in the Bulgarian version of the podcast uh, before the start of the Olympics. Uh, really interesting. They started with two wins against the world champion Poland. Then they beat, of course, the team of Venezuela. But they are out after the loss to Canada, to Italy, and to Japan. Are you surprised from this uh, development of events?
1: Yes, yeah, surprised in the way that I didn't expect them then to beat Iraq- to beat uh, Poland, uh, of course, uh, but. We, could, we all said that the fourth place and the third place would have been a, a matter of three between Canada, Japan, and uh, and Iran itself. But one has to stay out. And I think that after w- what um, Canada did, they recovered from the first two, two losses uh, uh, pretty well. And then Japan today was, was the team who deserved it the most. And... Of course, the 30 point from Nishida, uh, who actually attacked with a 65 percent for an opposite, it's a great, uh, great number, and he scored 12 alone in, the, in in the third set, basically half of the points for for his team. Uh, it's to underline once again because it, it always went under the radar, where all the spotlight are on Nishida, but Yuki Shikawa is a player and. Having eaten in uh, in Italy for the past three four years, we've seen how good is becoming. And um, the captain scored six points in the tiebreak and uh, served four aces and just three errors, so it was a threat Amazing. from the from, yeah. And seventy percent of reception. So it, it basically was a cornerstone for the team for the entire for the entire game. Uh, Iran paid a little bit some more errors than than Japan six more errors that if you made a balance at the end, especially when they did it, made the difference. But also this fact that Alekno kept alternating, uh, Gafur Ekademi as a, as an opposite uh, tried to change things, probably. Didn't switch uh, Maruf's game uh, too well, and that's a big, big slap for for Lecno, I would say because we we we've talked about the problems that he could have faced in in this uh, in this team, especially with the guy me criticizing mean, him and actually was right because uh, iran in the past olympics but also in the past international tournaments uh, even if they didn't went too far they always uh, seems to be a team as a first uh, as a first thing uh, they definitely didn't look as a team in this uh, in this tournament uh, despite another good uh, performance from uh, uh, Syed mousavi the is one of these uh, guys that Muzabi l- look for when things are not going too well.
0: Um, I'm not do a fan of this uh, practice. Take the best coach you have, you can have and put him in order to make something f- just for one tournament and, and because of the fact that you know that he's out. This is the first thing. It's a short term engagement for Alekno and he knows it and they know it. And I was almost sure that it couldn't work probably and probably to the quarterfinals, but not any more. Probably they have, they have, they don't have the skills and the abilities to do more, but still. And the second thing is communication. I don't understand how it's normal in a team for the coach, uh, uh, to speak in Russian and expect an uh, interpreter to translate into uh, Persian, uh, I don't remember uh, Velasco speaking in uh, Spanish.
1: Spanish. I
0: don't remember Kovac speaking in uh, Serbian, and I don't remember kuakovic speaking in Serbian. Uh, I, I believe this is ridiculous. Uh, and if Alekno is able to speak only Russian, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to offend him. He's one of the best coaches in the history of the sport, and that's for sure. But if he's not... Uh, he's not uh, suitable. He's not appropriate for this team. I don't, the, the communication is, is is really a problem. I would say uh, uh, it's not the place to, to to mention it here, but I would say the second, uh, the, the same thing for the Bulgarian national team. Uh, Silvano Prandi in his uh, attempts to speak, not in Italian, but in the, in the language, all of the players understand. He's speaking some uh, prototype of English, which is, Totally inappropriate, and I'm sure I'm sure that the communication is is something that is not totally working well in the team. It's same here; that they are trying to do it with an interpreter, but uh, from Russian, I, I don't really understand it, and I'm I'm sure they're the same thing is is in, in in training also, and this is only the top of the iceberg. The matches, okay. Uh, enough about yeah, Iran. But,
1: but,
0: it's interesting. We, who
1: is we, good? We were slight yeah. sorry so, with a slight difference that a bunch of Bulgarian players played in Italy so it, it's not that difficult for them to understand uh, uh, Sivano Prandi I talking about yozi Sokolov, and the bratoyev and then Kaziski, so all these bunch of players while yeah. none of the of the Iranian uh, Iranian players play in, uh, in Russia
0: yeah but but uh... Yeah, that's uh, that's strange. Actually, Brandy talked in uh, spoke in Italian in there in his previous. uh, Okay, now the more more players are not playing, uh, uh, have not been playing in Italy, etc., etc. But still, okay. uh, Enough about this communication problem. Interesting. Who is going to be the the new head coach of uh, of Iran? Let's mention uh, two matches very, very quickly. Russia, Tunisia, 3-0, very uh, easy uh, for, for the Russian team. No rotations in the team with Mikhail with 15 points and Dmitry Volkov with 10. Uh, Poland uh, with a four win beat Canada. Uh, Kurek 17, Leon 16. Uh, uh, Kubiak played all the three sets, but only with four. Uh, points, uh, I would say disappointing Canada, even though this result was something we have expected. And, but still Canada is in the quarterfinals and their cousins for the USA are not. Okay, uh, I will leave you just to mention uh, several things about uh, Italy and uh, Venezuela.
1: Yeah, of, of course, Italy uh, took the, the game as a kind of a, uh, a, a training session because they they basically played their second the second team. Uh, Sbertoli started, um, Vittori started, Piano started instead of uh, Zani, Giannelli, and Zaiser, and then during the game uh, La Via uh, came in for for uh, Even Girikova had some some time on uh, on on the ground and it was uh, a game that except for the first set when things really weren't clicking for Italy because probably the lack of focus on, on the game itself then things went smoothly for Italy and it was actually a game needed for Italy especially for a player like uh, Ivan Zaysev, we had the head a problem on his uh, on his hand uh, but th- doesn't seem to be anything serious and he will be able to to play in the in the, in the quarterfinal
0: uh, okay uh Let's start having a slight analysis, uh, a preview before the quarterfinals and start with Italy and Argentina. Uh, can we expect another Argentinian surprise? It,
1: it's, it will be a, a more even match than what people could, could think. Um, we, we've talked about Argentina, we know about Italy, and maybe about Argentina we didn't say too much about two players that are actually playing a great tournament. Uh, Loser, the the other middle blocker, we all know who Sole is and how he plays, and especially Danani. Danani is having, in my opinion, uh, a, a really good Olympics after he already had uh, two good years in um, in Italy with Padova. Uh, the difference, to me, the two setters will make the difference. How they decided to 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 develop the game and who will be more uh, precise with what the, with the sets and with, with the timing, because, uh, once again, Velasco was pointing out uh, how both uh, Zaitsev and Micheletto probably needed uh, slower sets uh, by Giannelli. And if Giannelli could manage it, uh, Italy would play even way better. But. Um, If if not, uh, just give the ball to (laughs) Juan (laughs) Torena. It's also having a pretty good tournament uh, so far.
0: I'm sure that Juan Torena will play in a good enough level. I still believe that this match will depend a lot on the the shape of of Zaitsev and how he's going to feel after this injury and how he's going to play because even before the injury, he's not having uh, his best uh, tournament so far and uh with for example Vettori, the 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 Vettori's attack will be very prone to, to to be in the trap of uh of uh, of the argentinian block they showed against the us team that they are very good not only in Q blocking uh, but actually just uh, just soften the ball and having it into defense and then uh attacking with uh, with the great uh, the Czech there okay uh secondly uh Poland against France. Uh, With Poland against France, I would say that uh, even though Poland and France started uh, pretty badly the tournament and France is playing better at the end, even though they lost also against Argentina, beat Russia, uh, and Poland had their, uh, have found their uh, form into the tournament. I would say Poland is a slight favorite. But not a big one for sure, and it pretty much depends on. I would say that NGAPET is not able to. Uh, it's not able to win alone. That's for sure. We actually saw that it's no one is able to win alone, and uh, secondly, on how uh, the Polish team in blocking and defense is going to read the the game of. Of Tognuti and maybe also bizarre, because in the last matches, also in the VNL, we saw that Tounyutin is readable.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, especially if you consider that France uh, could count on a player like Patrice that <coughs> sorry, the when uh, goes on a roll, it's basically unstoppable. We see Italy uh, scoring, I don't know, eight, ten points each set when the the block can can stop him and again. Confidence uh, spike after spike. So, how good the block for Poland will perform and successfully, how good the the defense uh, would be for them, it would be the key the key factor. I also think that Poland is a is a slighty favorite, and I expect them to go to the semi final actually, but they have to play at a, at a high level to beat this France. It would be different if it was the France the first two games and they just qualify for a matter of combination of other results. But they they had a grip on this qualification. They kept it. And so, you know, when it's a knockout game, we all know that it's different from the, from the group stage and everything would happen. Just the form of one single player could be decisive in, in these games.
0: Yeah, and for example, uh, let's say that Italy uh, not Italy, but USA and Argentina is, was like a 1-8 final. It, it was a very nervy game with a lot of airs with uh, a lot of fumbles. Uh, let's use this American football uh, football term because it was strange, not direct errors that much, but just uh, a ball that should have been processed better, et etc et cetera. Okay, uh, actually, the the winner of Poland against France will play the winner of Italy against Argentina in the semis. Okay, uh, for me, uh, the match in which the least is possible to have a surprise is between the teams of Russia and Canada. Russia is showing a very good form. Uh, They were just not concentrated. This match was totally uh, meaningless for them against France. And Canada is not showing this uh, shape which can uh uh which can bring the, bring them to the win against the team of russia i still believe that the russia would uh, would beat 3-0 or if something very uh extraordinary happened once once set probably for canada but nothing more
1: yeah i, I was checking the, the two games that Canada won. I'm pretty sure they were yeah against the two teams that they were being eliminated from the pool uh, from the pool eight yeah so basically they, they lost against every other team uh, in Japan, Poland uh, and Italy they just beat Iran and, and Venezuela. So I think that for the Canadian just being the quarterfinal is a is a great result. Of course they're not gonna play for losing the game, but they're gonna play to try to win it at least try to extend it uh, as much as possible. Russia is, uh, is is good favorite.
0: Uh, okay, the last match. Uh, the last match is between uh, the last quarterfinals is between the teams of uh, Japan and Brazil. Here, the ultimate favorite uh, is the Brazilian team. The question is: uh, Are uh, can we expect something more from Japan from Nishida from Ishikawa from Asikita uh, from Takahashi? Uh, I would say very difficult. Uh, almost impossible but more possible than Canada against Russia
1: yeah definitely Um, it would be enthusiasm against experience if you want to to say like that because even if uh, I don't know Leal is the first Olympics it's still Leal a player will play plenty of these games with that level of of, of tension and uh, when the ball really, really matters, and but on the other side, you know, Japan itself. Um, I think that the fact that there are no no fans in the in the old, not no people, no crowd, uh, it's maybe uh, penalizing them a little bit, especially in, in this kind of uh, of games, In the knockout games. Yeah. The the stadium, the arena, the old, call it however you want, uh, could have pushed them a little bit. But still, Brazil should want it and I expect them to, to win it.
0: Again, uh, let's mention here that uh, with something we mentioned a lot of times, with Ucareli and Léo, very good uh, against, uh, not against, on, but on a high ball. And with this uh, uh, short, most of the time, uh, Japanese broke it will be very hard for them uh, to block and defense uh, we know what uh, and how good uh, the the defensive uh, the Japan the Japanese team uh, is but still I don't think it's something surprising is going to happen in this match so probably Brazil uh, will face Russia again in this tournament but this time in the uh semi final Okay, let's mention that tomorrow is the last group stage day, uh, the the women's day with Serbia, Korea starting. Uh, probably the biggest derby of the day between the teams of uh, of USA and Italy. It's interesting that USA can uh, can either uh, can either be top of the group with or fourth or or be fourth, depending on how things are going to be developed today. Russia will face Turkey. China will play for nothing against Argentina. Japan and the Dominican Republic will play play in a 1-8 final, just like Japan against Iran. So uh, probably the the women of uh, the ladies of Japan are going to have an inspiration from their uh, men compatriots. And Brazil will face Kenya in order to uh, win easily and top. Hey. uh okay i believe that that was quiet enough for today thank you for uh thank you for being here being an expert uh uh, in this uh, episode of the olympic special Uh, uh uh greetings again for this uh really uh very emotional day for the italian sport and the italian athletics uh in uh uh, especially. Uh, and I would like again to uh, thank to the spectators. Uh, leave your comments about what is happening uh, uh, in the Olympics, your opinion. Uh, how do you think the quarterfinals in men? Uh, how do you think uh, the, uh, the, the quarterfinals uh, in women after the, the next day, of course? Uh, because actually, uh, we don't know what the pairs will be still. But uh, the only uh, uh, question mark is uh, whether Japan or Dominican Republic will play in the quarterfinals. all the other seven are uh, sure. It's not just sure who will end up uh, in which place and uh, uh, on this basis uh, form the quarterfinals. Thank you again and uh, see you also the next time. Bye-bye. Bye.